in a mining town on the second moon of Jupiter. Something deadly is happening. Pretty soon you'll see that this is just like every other mining town. I work these people hard and I, uh, I let them play hard. There's never much trouble. We're all professionals. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Sequel Remix. This is episode 342. I'm Mark, he's Mike. I'm Mike. He's Mark. We're here. Off camera. We're not on camera. Off mic. We just had a pretty, pretty good Top Gun talk. We're doing it for the show, right? Pretty good Top Gun talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. we're doing doing Maverick. Will you watch Top Gun a fourth time in a year to prepare for that show? By the time Maverick comes out, Mark... I will probably have seen Top Gun within 2021. Oh, I'm willing to say I'll see that three more times before that movie yeah. comes out. Well, I'm gonna watch it tonight. Yeah, we were just we had we had a sporty <laughs> Top Gun conversation. Sporty, kinda, yeah, kind of makes me want to watch Top Gun again. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it is so sneaking good. I know they're like, oh, it's military propaganda for the '80s, Air Force. Or, Air Force recruitment went up 800% the month after it came out. Well, yeah, have you seen it? Good on you. Makes people want to fly planes. People want to join the Navy and the Air Force. Only the best, though. Only the best get to fly Top Gun. That's right. Yeah. Um, And you got it on 4K. I don't know if you've really appreciated the quality picture, but I really recently watched it on Blu-ray. But um, I was paying attention to the... uh, the whiteboards and the thing, and just who else is in Top Gun Academy? Yeah, there's there's some, there's some people. Yeah, there's a character named Bubba. I don't know if he's ever mentioned on. Uh, uh, I don't know if anybody ever speaks to Bubba, but he's uh, he's there. I thought Bubba was Iceman's uh, co-pilot. No, that's uh, Navigator Striker. Striker. Yeah. I guess it's not a co-pilot; it's a navigator. Navigator. Yeah. Wing Wingman. No, Wingman. No, Wingman's in a different plane. Yeah. Yeah. And then it depends plane to plane. Like Top Gun Academy, right? They're yeah. flying, what, those F-18s? Yeah. Super Hornets, right? So that's a two-person cockpit. Pilot, navigator. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming if something happens to the pilot, the navigator can take control and and maybe, like, coax that bird back to base. You would think a navigator could pilot an airplane, right? You'd think. I mean, there's the scene where... They go into the uh, the tailspin, and uh, and goose goose does nothing. Hmm. But I guess do you just let? I mean, as long as as long as Maverick's not incapacitated, you just you let him get out of that. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. It it is the. It's not like a, a driver's ed car. Like, you know, it's not the chicken. Ice break. Man, he get he gets shot. Now he doesn't he doesn't get shot, but his plane shot twice. If one of those bullets. Hit him. Can Stryker... Yeah. Imagine Stryker's got to be able to take over. It's the ultimate camaraderie, mm-hmm. right? The ultimate teamwork. Yeah. It's just, you know, you let you let him, you let him fly. You got no control. Yeah. But then, like, so, yeah, Top Gun Academy. And, you know, at, you know, they're, in that movie they're flying F-18 Super Hornets. 
the Navy flies lots of different fighter planes. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure the Air Force has their has an academy of sorts and, and I'm sure the Army I don't know Army flies some sort of fighter planes, I think. I thought, just, the, I thought they just flew choppers. The Marine, the Marines have the Marines have fighter planes. I'm sure the Navy. Well, the Navy is probably part of is kind of part of the Marines, right? Right. I don't know if I. I hope I'm not offending anyone in, yeah. in our armed services because I really appreciate your service. These are the least people that are offended by anything, right? Probably. I think we could talk. I think we. Could, I think we could be the most ignorant people about where planes come from, and there's not a Navy man in the world who'd be like. Uh, you got like would e- take the time to email us. Yeah, they don't. They don't give a shit. Yeah, they're they're cool with it. But anyway, like the. Oh, do no, you no, ever... I don't know. I was talking to a guy about her locker. He was like, the uniforms were incorrect. Oh, like, yeah, that's true. That's I mean, like a dumb thing to worry they, about. They can be picky. <laughs> Some, I, I think there's probably certain uh, certain military people that can really be yeah, picky. Or so. if you watch uh, like a World War Two movie, the, the historians will nitpick yeah. the equipment used. No, my dad is my dad's a perfect example of this. You watch a military movie, it's like that gun was not produced until two years after this war ended. Why is that guy carrying that gun? He, but he know like he knows enough about guns. Yeah, he can see a gun on screen and know what it is. I would just be like, he's got a bolt action rifle and he's shooting Nazis. That's cool. Like we love shooting Nazis. It's cool. Hey, Dad, in the sequel, we were gonna find out that he was actually a time traveler sent back right. to help win the war. But it never got greenlit, so jokes on you. Yeah, you know, it's it's not it's ask not, it uh, answered. Yeah, it's not it's not Chris Chris Pat Chris Pratt's new movie. No, the Tomorrow War. Oh, is that which is that, is, is that the plot of Tomorrow War? Yeah, Tomorrow War is like a, a classic sci-fi novel. Okay, uh, that uh, they're turned to a movie. Like I can't believe it. Finally doing it. Yeah. It's a really cool premise. Anyway. Two trailers dropped. I only got to watch one. I chose Last Night in Soho, and that looks dope. The new Edgar Wright horror horror film. Oh, I didn't see that one. Never heard of that one. Yeah, that, it was supposed to come out five years ago during COVID. Got pushed all the way. Probably coming out in November. Has it got all those boys in it. Everything's coming out in November. All no, it's um, it's uh, it's Anya Taylor Joy from The Witch and Queen's Gambit and uh, um. Thomason, uh, I can't. The girl from Jojo Rabbit. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like kind of like a time. Tra- it, it looked trippy, and then um, yeah, so it's not Simon Pegg, Chris. You know, they're not those guys. Yeah, he dished those guys a big drag. Yeah, this seems a little more. He's like, listen, guys. I, this seems a little. You know, if, if there's two camps, there's the uh, what the Cornetto trilogy or whatever. You know that, and then his. Baby Driver type movies, this definitely falls in the category yeah. of Baby Driver type Simon movie. Pegg was like, yeah, I really want to be that like mob boss and Baby Driver. He's like, ah, I got this guy, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. People love this guy. I'm sorry, Simon. Mm-hmm. Got Spacey. Oh, Nick Frost, you, you want to be the crazy driver? Yeah, have you ever heard of Jamie Foxx? <laughs> he has an Academy Award, <laughs> you dunce. <laughs> put, on your, put on your pointy hat and sit in the corner. <laughs> yeah. So, well, Tomorrowland... Uh, or Tomorrow War, Last Night Soho, Top Gun Maverick, a lot of films coming out. And hopefully we hopefully we get to see them. A lot of films hopefully out now, get though. get to the theater. Yeah, what, what have you been watching? Man, you know, not a ton. I got a few things in, though. And I, I think uh, I think I did you a favor with one of these movies here, Mark. Oh, okay. So, um, uh, we, we, we talked about this movie briefly the other day. I, I caught Those Who Wish Me Dead. Yeah. Angelina Jolie. 
uh, movie. And we both, someone we were with said, hey, we watched that movie. And I said, I watched that movie too. And you and I left it alone because we know. We knew. We, we got a podcast. Yeah, we got a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a good little action movie. It's, it's, I think Mike and I come on here once every couple months. We watch a movie and we say, man, they don't make movies like that anymore. This was a movie that was like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good little action movie. Taylor Sheridan is kind of like, he's really good at these, I would consider it like modern westerns. Yeah. You know, Wind River was one. Hell, Hell or High Water, definitely. This movie is right in there. He, he's into that. He's into this kind of almost like western culture, right? Like, firefighting is a western thing. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, there's firefighters in the Appalachians, right? I but, assume he owns property in like Montana or something. Yeah, or Wyoming. Yeah, for sure. He does Yellowstone. But um, he's really good at these 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 new these new age western mm-hmm. kind of things. Even if there's not a guy, you know, on a you know on a horse. I mean, yeah, he, you know, we don't want to spoil anything. But Angelina Jolie is a character dealing with a trauma of her past, who comes across a young kid and has to keep him alive against higher assassins. That could totally be, you know, a guy. Out in the old west, comes across a kid, has to keep him alive against outlaws. Yeah. Like, but fun movie, yeah. Good cast. I'll leave it at that. Like, it, it was fun, and I, I definitely enjoyed it. It movie ended. It's like eighty-eight minutes or something. It's, it's great. Um, it ended. I go. I, I had a great time, but I think because of Sicario, Hell or High Water, Wind River, I, I think my expectations were really high. And this just kind of came in of like, yeah, it was solid. Yeah. But uh, for, yeah, for, not, for Taylor Sheridan and the, the the writing he's been kind of putting out, I was kind of expecting a bit more. But Yeah, I mean, it's not at the Wind River level, yeah. the Sicario level. I mean, I think Wind River is my favorite of his. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean, it, it, it Jolie's is. Jolie's an interesting character, too. Just, she's an interesting character. But, know, but I mean, as an actress, like, it, I don't know how, it, I mean, she... She kind of disappeared, and then she showed. You know, she has this. Um, she's gonna be in that new Marvel movie. You know, one of the all Marvel movie, and I don't know. I, I was listening to a podcast, and they talked about it, and they, they were generally positive too. But then one of the hosts said something, and it stuck in my head. I go, "Yeah, that would have been awesome." He goes, "Rosario Dawson," and in my head, I go, "Yeah, I don't know if Rosario Dawson is a better actress than Angelina Jolie, but I think Angelina Jolie just takes me out of the movie." I was like. You're not a smoke jumper in that, Montana. A, that is the thing is Angelina Jolie is such a like a formidable force on her own. Like, yeah. Just like her her persona. Yeah. Who she or was married. I don't know if they're her and Brad Pitt. They're divorced. divorced. So the whole Brad Pitt thing. The Billy Bob. The Billy. <laughs> Bo- I mean. Yeah. She she's like she's a planet, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Like she's yeah. her own planet. That, that's she has her own. Planet. She has her. She she's her. Uh, Creates her own gravity, uh-huh. whether she's in a movie or not. And so, when you do watch a movie like that, and it and it is like a little, but I gotta say, damn, she's looking good. Yeah, for her age. Oh, beautiful. And right. I haven't seen her in a movie since I think the last thing I saw was Salt. And her, she is so striking. She does have this presence. I I always, she, so she's gonna be in uh, Marvel's Eternals. I don't know what that's about, but I assume she's gonna be a superhero. I buy that. Like, yeah. So she's like a space superhero. She looks like a space superhero. Yeah. Or Salt. Like, yeah, she's a assassin. Like, right. You know, the, but when she's just 
playing like a every woman type. And I was like, eh, it's just it's so dis- that's Angelina Jolie though. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Him. yeah the cat, the cat, her her casting. I, I I thought she was good in it. I thought, yeah, I thought it was totally fine. But but yeah, you're right. It's a little displacing mm-hmm. for a watcher. Uh, so check that out. Yeah, stream um, on HBO Max for the next. Well, when you hear this, fourteen days or so. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, hit a hit a classic here, nineteen eighty four, The Terminator. Oh. Um. That movie fucking rules. Yeah. It's so good, and I decided I watched it, and I was like, I'm I'm, I'm getting through them. I'm going I'm going through the Terminators. Whether, maybe we do one for the show later. I don't know. We've never done T2, which is, you know, one of the... Episodes. I feel like we've always saved that. Just like, yeah. we did Aliens really early, and I think we discussed, like, well, then we always got T2 in the bag, and I think we just, it's one of those pull-in-case-of-emergency type Yeah, things. and I don't, we don't, it's the thing, like, I've seen T2 20 times. I could... Yeah. I could That's it. It's not new to me. Right. Yeah. So, I, I did, after I watched Terminator, I'm like... I'm I'm doing this. Uh-huh. I'm getting through these Terminator movies because there's a, the last couple I haven't seen, and I'm just doing it. I yeah. The last one I saw was Christian Bale. I saw Rise of the Machines once. I've never seen Salvation. That's it. I, I've never seen anything after three. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing this. I'm gonna be watching the Terminator. Right. I hear Dark Fate's good. I I heard yeah I heard good things. Yeah. Um, and then Mark. I I I think I I did you a favor here by watching this next movie, but maybe I didn't. Maybe maybe I just put something on your list. Okay. Um, I watched 1993's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three Turtles oh. in Time. Okay, we now we just we did this uh, two two episodes ago. Yeah. You had talked that you'd only seen this once, and that should tell us all we need to know about your opinion. Right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, Mark. That movie was not even close to being as bad as I remember. Okay. I kind of had fun watching it. Yeah. Uh, you just got to take it for what it is. The turtles look pretty good. Uh, they are more animated. The, clearly, they were showing off, like, what costume and, and technology has done yeah. that, because the, the guys in the suits are doing some pretty cool stuff. And it looks good. Story-wise, it is what it is. I mean, we're talking about time travel. Yeah. It's not the most outlandish time travel tale I've ever seen. It makes enough sense that it's okay. Um, it brings back Casey Jones. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I just had a lot of fun with it. So, maybe I saved you time by watching it, but I, I gotta say, I, I was... I was really pleasantly surprised on Turtles 3. Okay, well, positive so, review. Yeah, I'm giving it a positive review. Yeah. It's better than Mortal Kombat. It's better than Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Mark. Yeah. So, I mean, what more do you need? <laughs> What more do you need for a martial arts movie? There's more fighting. Mm-hmm. The turtles fight with their weapons. Um, it's still on that kind of PG level, not into that PG thirteen where we'd like it to be. Right. But it, it's it's a little. It's more violent than 
than uh, Seeker the Use. Um, but still quippy, still still fun, good dialogue. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So there, you, there you have it. Triples in time. Keep, yeah. There you go. It's, I think it's on HBO. You can catch that yes, right now. I watched it on Max. But that's what I got. That's what I watched. Not oh, a ton man. of stuff, but uh, some stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I I watched some movies. So I watched Those Who Wish Me Dead. I saw that. I, I enjoyed it. It was a great Friday night. Um, I'm digging the uh, same day's theater the Warner Brothers doing. It, I'm catching a lot more new movies than if uh, we weren't in COVID times, I think. Or at least on a Friday night I am. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it provides like a, a place to release movies. Yeah. You know, I know it's hurting their pockets a little yeah. bit, but... We kind of make it like an event, too, with... Uh, at least some of these last ones, um, those wish me dead. Um, we didn't. I we didn't make an event out of Mortal Kombat, uh, but then like Judas and the Black Messiah when that came out, and then um, I, so, so some of these. And then I'm sure there's others that are coming out. Oh, The Conjuring Three. I think we're gonna, you know it's Friday night. We know it's coming on HBO. Order a pizza, pop some popcorn. Yeah. Movie enjoy, night. Yeah, enjoy a movie where we didn't have to go off to the theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, we're going to talk about that. I did watch some other... Um, oh, I also watched Top Gun, which kind of sparked the Top Gun conversation. And I am also excited for Top Gun Maverick. I think Top Gun uh, is still pretty awesome. It's, um, yeah, it's Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, they're flying planes. It's, you know, it's not a, it's not a war movie. It's a school movie. Yeah. Which, uh, just fun when you watch it through that lens. You can, you, you can double feature this with Breakfast Club or uh, Pretty in Pink. Or back to school, right? Or back to school, right? Yeah. Hinderfield, yeah. Um, yeah. So Top Gun, you know, we'll, we'll get more in Top Gun come November probably. Uh, so I watched some new movies. The, these movies are new to streaming. Uh, yeah, I think these are both uh, Netflix movies. I watched. I watched uh, the Woman in the Window. It's a Amy Adams uh, film. That's Those Who Wish Me Dead. Uh, I'm trying to see who's the Woman in the Window. So, there we go. It's loading up. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with this this film. It's on, it's, it's on Netflix. Yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. I, I have yeah. not seen it. So, I, I didn't know much about it. So, it's Amy Adams, Gary Oldman, Julianne Moore, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, Wyatt Russell, Anthony Mackie, Brian Tyree Henry, they're all in it. Uh, yeah, it's kind of one of these, like... I guess Gone Girl, Women on the Train. It's, it's these books that you, you go through Barnes and Noble and you always see that they're like the bestsellers. Mm-hmm. You know, unreliable narrator, woman, murder mystery. Um, it's awful. It's so bad. And there's so many talented actors in this film, and um, it's just a really bad movie. Um, it's on Netflix, but I heard that this was in a um, distribution limbo for a long. This is one of those movies that was like filmed a while ago. Mm-hmm. Got into distribution limbo. Ends up on Netflix, they throw it on there, and, um, you know, I guess people will tune in if they, if they want, because it's Netflix, but just uh, not very good. And, you know, for a twisty movie, you kind of guess all the twists. It, you, I guessed every major twist, and then when there was a twist that uh, showed up, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> you guys, didn't inve- I'm not invested enough in right. these characters to, like, Really be blown away by, that, by this the twist point. you didn't the the twist you missed on the guest you just yeah yeah I was like hey, didn't you, you, you didn't even build this up enough <laughs> <laughs> okay so skip the woman in the window I honestly thought it was a remake I 
I saw this uh, the trailer on Netflix. It was the woman in the window. I go, wasn't this a movie with Emily Blunt that came out three years ago? That's the woman on the train. Oh, but very similar vibes. Okay. And I I almost thought they remade a movie from three years ago. Because uh, that, it, I mean, that's not out of the question. No, it's not. Not at all. Uh, the other new movie I watched, also on uh, Netflix, I watched uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, starring uh, Dave Bautista. It's a you know, it's a zombie movie. It's in. Uh, you might like this, or you may hate it. It's in Vegas, so I, I wanted to see this one. Yeah, so, a lot of Vegas. It it was fun. I definitely like. It's a zombie movie. Zombie movies. It was. It was. It's more B zombie movie than Twenty Eight Days Later. You know, and I think it's kind of made that way. Mm-hmm. Um, not. I, I. It's not as good as Zombie Dead, but I still had fun with it. I mean, it's, it's army guys going in. There's, if you like headshots, a lot of headshots. Love good headshots. Uh, so yeah, it's fun enough. The thing that bothered me the most about this movie is I. I hit play and then I go. Oh wait, hold on. Let me go grab something. So I hit pause. I go grab my, my soda, I come back, and I look, you know, it's pause, Netflix has the little timer bar. Two hours, 28 minutes. Holy Why? smokes. Can no one tell Zack Snyder, hey man, let's cut this down a bit. Oh, it's a man. zombie movie. This needs to be an hour, 45 minutes tops. Isn't World War Z like almost three hours? Um, I don't think it's that long. I, I recently watched World War Z. I, I, didn't, I think it's over two hours. They go to a lot of places in that, but uh, World War Z, 116 minutes, so... Not even two hours. Not even two hours. Wow. 228? Yeah, 148 minutes. Yeah, 228. What? And you feel it. What? I mean, it's got a great... Like, the opening's great, and then... The action, the zombie action's fun, and you definitely feel it. This would be, this would have got an extra star for me or an extra half star if it could just been tightened up a bit. Condem- just, condense it. You definitely feel where it's just like you don't, you don't need this. Yeah. Let's, let's cut this down just a little bit and make it a two-hour movie. Two o five. I'll give you two o five. You can't find twenty minutes to cut out of this thing. Yeah. Wow. Ah, uh, so check out Army of the Dead. It's on Netflix. Man, I don't know if I can check it out. Man, uh, that's long. I that's like long, a long man. movie. Like I'll watch The Departed. Yeah, no problem. But a zombie movie that long? I don't know, man. I watched it. I watched this in a day, but it was definitely over like two sittings. Like, yeah, I started it and then took a break. Had to go do some like yard work, then came back and finished it. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I watched. You know, Army of the Dead. That was like two movies. So yeah, no <laughs> was, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we had to get some other movies in. We watched um interesting one for this this week. We watched the nineteen eighty one sci-fi thriller Outland, uh, which many people point to the similarities between the nineteen fifty two Western High Noon. Uh High Noon is a nineteen fifty two Western film, uh directed by Fred uh Zeinman, screenplay by Carl Foreman, stars Gary Cooper and uh, Grace Kelly. Lloyd Bridges is in it. Yeah. Uh, which love Lloyd. Uh, love very, young Lloyd. A young Lloyd. Love lo- yeah. yo- Love young Lloyd. It took me. It, I looked at his He's face. Great. I go, oh, who is that? That that's somebody. And I thought it was Martin Sheen, but it, yeah, it's a very young Lloyd Bridges. He's he's in a lot. He's really he's pretty good. 
Yeah. Uh, this is the story of uh, in a small town in New Mexico, in a New Mexico territory, uh, Marshall Will Kane uh, has just married Amy Fowler and prepares to retire. Uh, they're uh, planning on departing on the noon train to go live out their days running a uh, store in another town. However, word arrives that Frank Miller, a vicious outlaw whom Kane sent to prison, has been released and will arrive on the noon train. Miller's gang, his young brother Ben, Jack Colby, Jim Pierce, await his arrival at the train station. Uh, for Amy, Will's new bride, uh, she's a devout Quaker and pacifist, and she believes that they should leave. Uh, leave the town before Miller arrives, but Kane's sense of duty and honor makes him stay. Besides, he says, Miller and his gang will hunt them down anyway. Amy gives Kane an ultimatum. Leave with her on the noon train. Uh, she's leaving on the noon train with or without Will Kane. Um, this movie this movie takes place in, in real time, which uh, which is you know, interesting for the time. And yeah. It's kind of a cool uh, filming device. Kane, in this hour leading up to the noon train, he visits a series of old friends and allies, but none or will help him. Uh, the judge who said it's Miller flees on horseback and urges Kane to do the same. Kane's young deputy, Harvey Pell, played by Lloyd Bridges, who is uh, bitter that Kane did not recommend him as a successor. Um, he retires, or he quits, turns in his badge after uh, Kane refuses to uh, put in his word to make him his successor. Uh, he tries to round up a posse at the saloon uh, and then goes to the church. Uh, the townspeople were in a gunfight with damage to the town's reputation, urge Kane to avoid the confrontation entirely. Some were Miller's friends. Others resent Kane clean that Kane cleaned up the town in the first place. Um, some are also under the impression that it's it's the law's job to fight outlaws and not not the town's people. Um, all that said, noon arrives. Frank Miller shows up, and Will Kane has to uh, face the outlaws on his own. Is this your first time watching High Noon? It was, and I am ashamed to say it was. I'm so. Surprised that you've never seen this movie. I am too. I, I was like, how is this not something my dad threw on on a Sunday afternoon yeah. when I was like 10 years old? Yeah. This, I don't know how. This is my first time seeing it, but I just feel like Mike's the the old West movie guy. I, I can't believe I hadn't seen this yeah. movie. What did you think of High Noon? It's so damn good. No. It is. I thought it was outstanding. Absolutely. Yeah, it's... it's uh, it's it's great, you know. It's a west. It's set in the west. You know, there's gunfighting in it, but it really is this like drama, this kind of human study. It takes place in an, the first hour is is an hour of time, and it's just this guy dealing with his. Does he stay? Is it his fight? Does he leave? No one's you know the, the whole town's deserting him. It's kind of this. Um, the history of it's interesting too. The 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 writer he was blacklisted in Hollywood. Uh, for being uh, you know a communist or you know, he was um uh, you know during that time when that was a thing that could happen and so the, the at the time people there was a lot of comparisons to you know, you know the, the nation turning their backs on American citizens and uh, but yeah I just I was very uh, very gripped by the whole thing yeah I mean it has so many cool layers I mean it it is this real time movie mm -hmm. I mean. The movie starts and they're like, you know, the train will be here at noon. And then they show the clock. And I'm like, and I looked at the runtime of the movie. I'm like, oh shit, they're like almost right on here. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it, it there is there is just this sense of urgency from beginning to end of this movie because 
you know, the whole time you're following, you know, the marshal trying to recruit help. Trying to, well, one, trying to make a decision. Yeah. Decides, makes his decision. Trying to get help and just everyone's turning him down for help. You're like, what the hell is going to, what's going to happen here? How are we going to, how's he going to get out of this pickle? I mean, just this whole, the whole time I was just on the edge of my seat. It really, even... There's not action. He's just it's just it's just talking. He's walking around the town, and and I just loved it. I thought it was so good. Um, there's some. There, there the movie leaves a lot of um, kind of a lot of unsaid like ambiguity. Um, there, there's a there's a history with him and other characters. You don't really see that fleshed out. Mm-hmm. You it, it's just left there, um, and I. And I liked, and I liked it. I, I liked not knowing. I got to the end. I'm like, I want to know what really. Actually, I'm okay right now. Yeah, I'm okay not knowing what happened between him and that woman, or, 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 what the deal was with 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 the Miller when Miller would you know got arrested or whatever. Yeah. Like, Why is Gary Cooper a man in his sixties mar- just now marrying? You know that ha- that was a that's a wild west thing, man. Yeah. You want to marry Grace Kelly? You got to wait. Be a bachelor till you're 60. Yeah. That's the, the, Grace Kelly's only going to come around one, once in a lifetime. Yep, that's right. And you got to, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I was like, wait, how old a man is he supposed to be? Because Grace Kelly obviously looks like Grace Kelly. And then I, had, then I, was, I looked it up. It was, oh, he's 30 years older than her. But in the movie time, maybe they're closer in age. But I guess he is retiring. What's the story here? Yeah, and you know, in, I mean, in that day and age, yeah. who was not unheard of, of, you know, that a space in... in in years, well, like I think men what, took younger brides. Like, what would be unheard of is that he would have been unmarried for so long. Maybe, but that's kind of like is he a widow. That's kind of his history, though, right? Yeah. That we don't really we know he's got some sort of history. Right. We know he got to this town. We know he cleaned up this town. Yeah, used to be unsafe. Um, you, you know that that kind of thing. And so there's all this stuff you you kind of piece together as you watch it, mm-hmm. but you don't really get like the real. The fine grains. Do you think you never saw this? Your dad never put it on on a Sunday night, uh, Sunday afternoon because John Wayne called it the most un-American thing he's ever seen in his life. <laughs> I don't. I don't think my dad's that much of a does, John Wayne does follower. The Duke, <laughs> does the Duke hold that much uh, sway? I mean, my dad showed me The Searchers, so maybe, yeah. and that's like one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. So I just I was reading down and uh, yeah, John Wayne had that quote. He later teamed with director Howard Hawks to make Rio Bravo. In response, Hawk says, I made Rio Bravo because I didn't like High Noon. Neither did Duke. I didn't think a good town marshal was going to run around like a chicken with his head cut off asking everyone to help. And who saves him? His Quaker wife. That is in my idea of a good Western. <laughs> well, I think the Duke probably meant it was un-American because no one would jump up and help and do the right thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, you know, it, Gary Cooper was amazing in that movie. A, a controversial film at, for the time, you know, just sure. based on uh, its history and um, you know, not not a typical western. Uh, but it was um, highly um, critically acclaimed. It nominated for many awards, uh, including Gary Cooper, who wins Best Actor in uh, oh, really? that year's Academy Awards. Yeah, he wins Best Actor. It was nominated for Best Motion Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay. It doesn't win for any of those. does win for Best Actor, Best Film Editing, uh, Best Scoring. Obviously, you're going to have a win, win 
you know, that's the thing. Will Smith tried to keep this alive, but just <laughs> songs that tell kind of catch you up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a, I, they kept playing that, and when it, they play it in the opening credits, I'm like, this is that classic 50s thing, you know, they, you know, they, they contract a song for the, for the script. But then as I kept playing it through the movie, I'm like, man, I really like yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, so wins best scoring and best original song for The Ballad of High Noon. Um, yeah, so High Noon, just, just a classic. I think this is on AFI's top 100 films. I never got around to it. It's streaming on um, Amazon Prime for any of those who, who, who wish to catch up. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very good. Um, you know, normally I say fast forward, but I guess we just say... So in 1981, there also happened to be a movie yeah. called uh, Outland. Outland is a British sci-fi thriller uh, written and directed by Peter Hyams and stars Sean Connery, Peter Boyle, and uh, Francis Sternhagen. Uh, I'll just go through the plot and then we can kind of go, go through the things here. Uh, Federal Marshal William O'Neill is assigned to a tour of duty at the Titanium Ore Mining Outpost, Con Am 27, operated by the company Continental Almagamated on Continental Almagamated? Yeah. CA. Yeah, I'll shorten that. On the Jovian moon of Io? Conditions on the moon are difficult. Gravity is one-sixth that of Earth's, with no breathable atmosphere, and spacesuits are cumbersome with limited air. Shifts are long, but significant bonuses are paid. The general manager, Mark Shepard, played by Peter Boyle, boasts that productivity has broken all records since he took over. Carol, O'Neill's wife, feels she cannot raise their son Paul on Io and leaves with their child to the Jupiter space station to await shuttle back to Earth. Um, while this is happening, several miners begin to suffer uh, attacks of stimulant psychosis. Uh, once these spiders and rips open the spacesuit. Uh, another enters an elevator without a spacesuit during another psychotic episode. Um, a third takes a hooker um, hostage and threatens the killer with a knife. Uh, during this nice hostage situation, O'Neill attempts to calm the man while Montone, his sergeant, sneaks in via an air duct and kills Sagan, the uh, miner, with a shotgun. O'Neill and Lazarus, the doctor on the moon base, discover that Sagan had traces of polydichloric ethanol, a powerful amphetamine-type drug in his bloodstream, which would allow the miners to work continuously for days at a time until they burn out and turn psychotic after approximately 10 months or so. Uh, O'Neill uncovers a drug distribution ring run by corrupt Shepard and sanctioned now by the repentant Montone. Uh, using surveillance cameras, O'Neill finds and captures Nicholas Spoda, one of Shepard's dealers, who's murdered before he can question him. Montone is also found killed. Um, O'Neill is attacked, uh, but survives and is able to subdue his attacker. He then confronts um, Shepard. Shepard you know, tells him that, hey, I found my dr your drugs. I flushed them. I know what's going on. Shepard then threatens O'Neill, contacts his drug drug distributor asking him to send professional hitman. O'Neill uh, had been monitoring Shepard's communications. He now prepares for the hitman to arrive on a shuttle from the other side of Jupiter. Um, during this time, O'Neill then um, uh, realizes what's coming. Um, yeah, it's kind of... So during this time, O'Neill's given the ultimatum from his wife, hey, join us on the shuttle back to Earth 
or we're leaving without you. Um, he only has Dr. Lazarus offering aid, no other of uh, the I guess other marshals or any of the miners are willing to help him during his time. And so then he just has to wait for the hitman to come and uh, stand against them alone. Was this your first time seeing Outland? It was. Yeah. This also surprised me. Have you never seen Outland? I feel like if there's an 80s sci-fi movie, Mike's seen it. <laughs> yeah, usually. Yeah. yeah. How did you come across the, like, that, the, that these were similar? The, this movie came across on um, one of those just... Um... Uh, check out, check out this uh, underrated '80s sci-fi movie. Kind of like clickbait things, yeah. Like on my Google News or whatever. And I was like, I've never even heard of that. And 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 then I, th- it was like they're in their synopsis. Uh, technically, and it said I, I believe their wording was actually technically uh, a, a remake of the movie High Noon. And then I was I was thinking, well that. Is that true? Because I had heard of High Noon and I knew it had yeah. you know high acclaim, uh, and so I I started kind of researching it and, and it, it just depends on who you ask. Like I don't think there's any official studio thing that says this is a, a sci-fi remake of High Noon, mm-hmm. but people mentioned it in articles or or you know literature of of movies and. I mean, we we watched it. You tell me, Mark. Was it a remake of High Noon? Yeah. Or... So, in a lot of things I read, it, the, the, uh, in researching this film, it was a lot of adapted from High Noon, inspired by High Noon, reimaginings of High mm-hmm. Noon, critical consensuses were saying, you know, in their critiques, would just compare this to High Noon and say, hey, here's what worked in High Noon, here's what may or may not have worked in Outland. Rewatching this, it's so tough. Like, where, where's the line between remake and just, well, we've seen a story like this. You know, it, it, I think we talked about this when we did Jurassic, with Jurassic Parks. Is any movie that has dinosaurs in modern times, we would say, oh, well, we, we can't help but think Jurassic Park. But it's not necessarily a remake of Jurassic Park. But right. you always kind of draw those comparisons. I'll say once the Hitman... I didn't see the comparisons until what is an hour and a half of High Noon is 30 minutes, maybe less, in Outland, which is the Hitmen are coming, and now um, O'Neill has to, one, wait, deal with his wife, ask for others to help. I mean, he has that conversation with the new sergeant who takes over, and the sergeant tells him, hey, you know, I got a family, and then... He goes to the miners eating lunch and just says, hey, I need some help. And no one's willing to help him. Or one guy actually says, it's very reminiscent of the church scene. Uh, you know, one guy's like, hey, you're the marshal. Yeah. You, you you take care of this. And Yeah, I think I think the only, I mean, when you get to that part, yeah. it's clearly like, oh, we did all this, now let's do High Noon. Yes. But the one thing that I, I did think was High Noonish from the beginning was the the his wife wanting out yeah like her reason for wanting out is not a uh, a pacifism right thing but it's still that it, it's parallel it's it parallels like she wants to go yeah um and and it is like you either come or you don't we're yeah. going i can't raise my kid in this shithole yeah. high noon it's directly she leaves directly 
it's it's one of the 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 effects of the actions of the film. Yeah, hitmen are coming. He's choosing to say the wife leaves. Yeah, in Outland, his wife leaves because of the setting of where they are. That's why she's choosing to leave, as opposed to hitmen are coming to kill you. Hey, let's get out of here. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, but then you're right. Easier choice in Outland to leave. He doesn't make that choice, but I mean, it's space. You could be like. You know, and Alan, he goes, hey, they'll just hunt me down. We're, we're just, we're going the next town over. Sense of duty is a sense of yeah. duty, you know? And that's the thing, you know, yeah, you get that point, and then, and then it is very much high noon. No one wants to help. Yeah. It's got no allies. Got to tackle this thing on his own. Um, yeah. Yeah. So overall, what did you think of Outland? I actually In really general. enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I thought it was pretty good. Um. There, there, it has it has a grittiness to it, which I like. Uh, I like the dark setting. It reminds me a lot of like a Blade Runner, mm. kind of a kind of some like a, a neo noir. Oh, that was one of my questions. Is Outland a noir? I think you could. I think you could qualify it there. Yeah. I mean, clearly, we all the characters are are. <laughs> are not perfect human beings. It's a Western sci-fi noir. Yeah, yeah. And, and even um, like Sean Connery's character, even Marshall O'Neill, and they spell O'Neill weird, by the way. O dash N I E L. Uh-huh. That seems wrong to me, but I bet it's like a Scottish spelling. And Sean Connery oh, insisted. Oh, yeah, yeah, and Sean Connery insisted on it or something. Yeah, but uh, even he, they're like, you know, you're here. They wouldn't put you here if. You, you know, he the reason he's there, like, we don't really know, mm-hmm. but clearly he's got some sort of baggage yeah. and, and a history that brought him there, why he was the, the the marshal service assigned him there, or whatever. So I do, I, and, and, yeah, I mean, thematically, I think it's noir, and, and, I mean, just the way it was shot and stuff, you could, you could, you could say it's noir. Yeah. In my opinion. I'll call it noir. I think so. I'll call it sci-fi, sci-fi western noir. Yeah, yeah. I like that this. Uh, I mean, like even even the doctor. She's really, you know, she's not that good of a guy. No, she's not that great of a hero. Yeah, busting balls. The only one that helps, but she's like clearly doesn't give a shit and just wants to get drunk. Yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah. It, it follows the thematic. Yeah, this is my first time seeing Outland. Uh, this is also streaming on Tubi. Yeah. If you have Tubi, I I paid the two ninety nine uh, to to rent it because I, I didn't want to deal with commercials. I dealt with the commercials and I got about halfway through and thought, man, I should have just paid for the rental. <laughs> it wasn't that big of a deal, but it was still like they're long commercials. They're like oh. Hulu commercials, right? They're like three three and a half minutes, and oh, so man. it breaks your groove. Yeah, I I have not really explored Tubi so much. It's got some stuff. Yeah. I don't. I, I. I. mean, I don't browse it. There was a horror movie I wanted to watch, and uh, it was on Tubi. And I was like, oh, well, it's free. I'll sign up for a Tubi. It is. It's absolutely free. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I watched it, and there were commercials. I was like, yeah, that was fun. I got to see that movie. Yeah. I wanted to see. Um, but yeah, now lands on there, so you can check check it out on Tubi. Uh, yeah, I it definitely was more. You know, I, I'm kind of hit or miss on sci-fi, and this just kind of had those. It was. It was it's a space movie that really doesn't have much to do with space. No. It, it, I mean, it's based or inspired, reimagined from a Western. 
you get this could take place this could take place in a small town yeah. this could this could have taken place in a mining town in New Mexico this could have taken place in the old west this yeah and they just happen to send it in space and that, that was kind of had this fun element of well yeah we can do one fun creative 80s kills yeah. where uh, guys explode in their spacesuit and I thought though those were uh, effective effects they they look a little dated now yeah but they were still pretty good. Yeah, the, the first one where the guy, uh, you know, rips, he thinks he has spiders. I think that's how the movie opens with that scene. And uh, uh, I was like, oh, that was gnarly. Yeah. That's, that's kind of just all I thought of that. Yeah, that was gnarly. Uh, yeah, I like that it was a space movie, but they still had shotguns. That was my biggest thing. It's like... No phasers. We, we, <laughs> we had the technology to terraform a moon of Jupiter. We had a technology to get to Jupiter. Now we're on Jupiter, and all we got is these sawed-off shotguns? You, the the infrastructure seems so fragile that a bo- you know, in, in one of the kills, a guy shoots a window and is sucked out into space. Yeah. You think it would just... They would have a rule... Hey, no guns. It, you marshals carry, like, taste sticks or something. Yeah, I, I kind of had thought maybe that's why they just have shotguns, because maybe they can do less damage to yeah. the... Uh, but maybe the only place that is susceptible to that kind of damage is the greenhouse, which the kind of tricked them into going to the greenhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, a couple holes. A couple holes in the, yeah. in the whole deal. But only it, So it takes... All these other elements of movies I like, which is this this crime mystery, this thriller element. You know, he's a martial. He's, he's kind of solving this crime. It adds those that it wasn't in High Noon. There's no crime to solve in High Noon. No. This takes this and says, "Well, yeah, we're gonna add a little action, a little 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 thrill into this." Um, and I think those elements kind kind of work until you get to the now we're just gonna do High Noon for the last thirty minutes. Yeah, you know, I, I did like the detective kind of the detective work in it mm-hmm. um, I, I enjoyed it but there were points in that where I'm just like uh, Marshall O'Neill is suddenly way too smart oh right uh, like he like suddenly he knows his lieutenant was dirty yeah well I guess you know yeah he knows the lieutenant was dirty because he jumped down the hole and blew the guy away when he didn't need to kill the guy mm-hmm. right that had the prostitute yeah but I mean, he wasn't in the room when that happened. He went in, the guy was dead. So then, oh, so, and instantly he's like calling him out when they're playing racquetball. Right? Uh, you ever play racquetball with a man, you know his character. That's true. So he was able to just kind of... So that, I'm like, okay, whatever, way too smart. But yeah. then there's the scene, I think it's in the meat locker, and he, he finds his lieutenant strangled. Yeah. Sergeant. Sergeant. Yeah. Um... We, and then, if military guys aren't sensitive, uh, space marshals might be the op- opposite of the spectrum. So we, we don't get emails from guys like, right. hey, he had sergeant stripes. True. Yeah. But then there's, you know, he, he the guy tries to kill him. Mm. It's right before he finds the drugs. Yeah. But then he, 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 he rips the collar off. Oh, so that's too smart for me. He saw his sergeant strangled to death. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, oh, this guy's M.O., he's a strangler. You know what? I got this anti-strangle collar that I'm going to wear. Yeah. 
So when he tries to strangle me, I'll just act like I'm dead and then get up and beat his ass and then rip off my anti-strangle collar for dramatic effect. Also, big risk thinking like this guy's MO is he's a strangler. He's killed two people that you were aware of. <laughs> One of them, he just cut the guy's air Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, that, I was like, I like clever detectives, but that's too smart for me. Yeah, it, it's it, in these type of movies, you don't. It, it's kind of a fine line you want to walk. Where, oh, okay, he has the baggage. He, everyone else on this moon is kind of mailing it in. The the other cops or the other marshals, they're dirty. They're just like, yeah, yeah, let's get a little extra coin. Let's turn our blind eye to this. The doctor's like, I don't care. You you think he's been assigned there for a reason. Uh, and maybe it just turns out, okay, he's more, he's a more moral, he's a more honorable man than everyone else. But there's a difference between being a capable cop and a super cop. Yeah. And yeah, maybe just walk that line of like, no, no, we find out he's capable. He, he's, a, he's a good moral person who's capable of solving crime versus a guy who thinks to put an anti-strangle uh, collar on. Right. <laughs> Before it goes into the locker. Yeah. Yeah. That, that definitely... Um, that part was... Uh, was odd. Because obviously Sean Connery's not going to die halfway through the movie. Right. You're like, well, how did he get out of this? And then pulls off a strangle collar. Anti-strangle collar. Yeah. Or it's like, well, it would have been better just for him to get the, the better of the guy. Yeah. And that's why Peter Boyle has to call in professionals. Because, you know, they got the jump on the sergeant. You know, it's something they've worked with that they could, you know, get the jump on. And his guys aren't capable enough to handle O'Neill. So you got to bring in some some out-of-town shooters. Yeah, yeah, I think we kind of talked about the elements that worked. Uh, Was there anything else that didn't didn't work for you with with Outland? I mean, it's either hit or miss with this every movie we do. This movie was too long. And And I think there were some of these... Kind of detective work scenes we could have cut out. Did you watch this right after High Noon? Or I watched it the next day. Okay, so did I. Yeah. It's interesting, because this is only an hour and 48 minutes. Could've but cut. I also felt like it was dragging. Yeah, you could have cut 18 off mm-hmm. easily. And I, and I think a lot of that is is just... Uh, one, the opening, the opening credits are cool, but they're yeah. too long. I don't need... I don't need all the information about the base, which really does not come into play, play at all. At all. We know they're in space, mm-hmm. and being outside the building in space is dangerous. That's all I needed to, like, yeah. I, I didn't need to know what it was called. I didn't need to know that it was franchi- a franchise mine. Yeah. I, I didn't need to know it had one-sixth the moon's gravity. It doesn't matter, like, it's a, it's a space movie, but it was 81. What had been out before then, other than, you know, like, Alien? It, um, I, I got... Um, Escape from New York vibes from from that opening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess it it was just kind of like the times. Yeah, they they opened the movies like that. The gravity, I don't feel like, felt like played into effect. I guess the inside the building. I guess I think maybe they're trying to, you know, when he goes out to yeah. lures them into in some tricky situations. Like, why isn't he just flying off? Right. Or or, or why? Yeah, they're on a planet so why can he jump really far or something or I don't know <laughs> yeah it's 
There was an info dump, and a lot of it just doesn't take it. Yeah, it almost dump. should have taken that part from High Noon, which is we didn't know everything there was to know about Will Cade. All we know is the situation when right now he put a guy away who is out of prison. And the town, we, the town's kind of 50-50 on him. And we could have done the same thing with the setting. We, like I said, we know it's in space. And we see a space movie, no. If you're in a helmet, I immediately know, don't take that helmet off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they definitely got this big info data dump uh, in it. Yeah. So, we, we know that there was this... Uh, Inspired by High Noon. Was there anything else in High Noon that you would have also liked to see in this movie? Well, you know, one of the coolest scenes in High Noon was was the the horse escape, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a very um, cool scene. And those two horses were still tied together. When he was freed, I was like, how did they get out of this? Yeah. So the, the horse escape was super cool. And and him getting out of there on, on the stampede. But I, I think... Some piece like that. I do. I did write down when he's chasing one of the drug dealers, uh-huh. the low-level drug dealers. That's a really good uh, chase sequence. Yeah, is that the one that ends in the fight in the kitchen? Yeah, yeah. That was. I, I think that's a really cool chase sequence. Um, it makes sense for the setting. They're in this space station. They're jumping from stairway to stairway. No one can really get away from the other guy. He can't catch up. You know, it's just this constant thing. Yeah. And I, I thought that was really good, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know that. Uh, and you can't. There's no sp- space horses, I guess. I mean, they had shotguns. They had shotguns. Could have, could have space horses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I uh, so also related to the barn. I I really like the uh, the scene between. Um, Sean Connery and uh, Lloyd Bridges in in the barn, where they they have this fight earlier, this argument. He quits, and now, but then you also have this like, ah, get out of here! Like, just do the right, just just leave. Like, yeah. I, I feel guilty. Get out of here. I wish there was more. It, it is brief. The uh, hey, I need some help, and they're just like, eh. yeah. Too bad for you. I wish there was a little more of. I mean, that's really the. The whole point of High Noon is that first, you know, hour where he's asking for help and you have all these excuses of, no, we're not going to help you and here's why. And then, or the people are like, yeah, I'll help you, but, you know, I'm a drunk, so. And then, or, and, or I'm 14. And that's, it's, it's, that's the thing. It's such like, and Lloyd Bridges knocks that out of the park. Yeah. I mean, his portrayal of that character and how that character is acting is all the sense you need to know why the town fathers don't want him to be Marshall. Yeah. Because he's an immature narcissist idiot. Mm-hmm. And whether or not Marshall Kane actually said anything along those lines, did or did not, he clearly did not give his approval, but I think Marshall Kane would have, if he gave his disapproval, would have said, yeah, I told him not to. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have to. Yeah. Because the guy's a dipshit. But it would have been, yeah, that kind of yeah, like just one more character, like one more. Yeah. I mean, there's the doctor character, but she's a she's a willing she she helps them the whole way. Um, yeah, it would have been nice to see just one other. The, the the second sergeant shows up and Amelia that guy. Yeah, so he's gonna come back. That's and be, a bad dude. Yeah, yeah. 
the the first sergeant he he repents and then and that's kind of cool like I, I like that it's like yeah you're dirty but you know we talked it out yeah I do think I can trust you because you're just you know getting paid yeah I it would have been I mean they kill that guy off and um, also just kind of a gnarly scene gnarly he scene. opens the locker and he's hanging there uh, but maybe keep that guy alive and then you have maybe a more reluctant guy's like look I I can't help you, but have that struggle with it. Yeah. Really just another character. There's really only two people. Three, I guess, the, the the Doctor. You get to know. It's the Doctor, it's Sean Connery, and it's, uh, um, it's uh, 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 Frankenstein. Peter Boyle. Peter, Peter Boyle. Yeah. And uh, Peter Boyle, I mean, he's only in like three yeah, scenes. Yeah, it's pretty boring. Two scenes, maybe? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just maybe another character to, yeah. to kind of... I think you're right. Um, invested. Um, Outland came out in nineteen eighty one. Would you like to see a sequel to it? It's the thirtieth anniversary. Fortieth. It's the fortieth anniversary of Outland. Man, a sequel? I don't know if I need to see a sequel proper. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing a remake of that. Paul. Paul. Uh, Paul O'Neill. Uh, he's done playing. First base for the Yankees. Yep. He comes back. He, he's a marshal now of Jupiter, and we just run it back. I, yeah, I don't. I don't think I need a sequel. I oh. that that's kind of a that movie is a cool that or even, like that that vibe that marshal in a place that won't help him is a cool vibe for a movie. Yeah, I, and it, both movies kind of end similarly. Um, they just leave. That that end of High Noon was. Yeah. So he throws the badge on the he ground. He says, "I." God, that was awesome. I I did my job. I I I was true to my duty, but fuck this town. Yeah. And, so good. Yeah. You know, uh, different for O'Neill. O'Neill goes, I, "I did my duty, and now I'm going to join my wife and my kid." I'm out of here. Uh, I put this in the native. His conversation with his son that was weird. Lame. Let's cut that. Bad kid actors, but he's just like. All right, Daddy. I was like, "You're 14." Lame kid actor. Sean Connery clearly doesn't have a vibe with kids. No. That means I like Sean Connery. Oh, he's great. I, you know, Sean Connery's the guy. Sean Connery's Bond, and then he was the guy in The Rock, and he said, "You're the man now." And Finding Forrester, and he's he's an iconic guy. But I, I guess I don't really know a lot of Sean Connery roles outside outside of his big ones. And then you see something like Outland, a movie I've never heard of, start Sean Connery, and I watch it, and I think. Yeah, that's why he's Sean Connery. He's just carrying this movie. And he's yeah. charismatic, and I, I just I buy him as a space marshal from Scotland. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah you do. Hunt uh, for October, that's also dope. But I'm sure there's a million of these just like small Sean Connery movies I've never heard of. Yeah, I mean he he did another movie with this director. I think uh, this director's done some stuff. Oh yeah, this and, uh, and he did the Presidio. I think was I think I saw on the list. I was just looking at the what this director's done. I'm like, man, this guy's done some stuff. It's yeah, some, some pretty cool stuff. Peter, Peter Hyams. Uh, so he does Outland. He he does Time Cop, End of Days, Sudden Death. So he's kind of you know like Van Damme, Schwarzenegger, those kind of that's like oh, those are just kind of the fun action movies. But yeah, he does like uh, um, or the other ones. End of Days is pretty cool. Yeah, I'd like to revisit that. Um, Time Cops actually. Yeah, there's Presidio with John Connor again. Capricorn One, uh, Running Scared. He does that with uh, the original uh, Gregory Hines and okay. Billy Crystal. Yeah, 
So yeah, I did did some work. Um, yeah. So this movie or or High Noon, I, I guess the concept because this is a reimagining. So let's just reimagine it. The concept of a lawman who is faced with time to either stay or leave and face some bad hombres. Would you like to see that remade? Yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's a cool cool theme. It's it's 2021. Would you change the setting? Do you want to see another Western of this? Do you want to see another space of this? Man. And what, what are a lot of settings we're getting now? So, so we, we get space a lot. Uh, you have a western? Could, could you have a fantasy, a fantasy movie like like a like a Game of Thrones esque? Uh, yeah, you could, style. You could probably pull off a fantasy thing. Uh, a medieval. I think your best bet would be a, a sci fi setting for this right now, just because I mean they're not making westerns anymore, right? So yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, for streaming, maybe. Yeah, I, was, I think of, like, a, like a Bone Tomahawk. They just kind of... But yeah, I mean, they, they... They kind of spring up every now and then, but they're, yeah. they're not successful. Yeah, we're not, and we're, not, we're not getting the big Western releases anymore. No, you know? no, definitely not. So, I mean, I think this... I think the idea of this, this guy on his own, yeah. like, try, you know, trying to get help, but just utterly failing to find help and having yeah. to use his wits and guile to defend himself and, and a person or a town or whatever against overwhelming odds is a really cool idea. So you, you said make this a sci-fi movie. I, I do this this concept is cool. And I, I enjoyed both these and I really enjoyed just that idea of like it, you got you got some time. You can leave or you can stay and it's that moral. Uh, you said they don't make westerns. They're definitely not making big budget successful westerns. What pre existing IP would best um, uh, benefit from having this story and why is it Batman why is it old man Batman Joker is being released from Arkham he has one hour to get out of town and no one's willing to help him is that the Robert Pattinson uh, Batman movie we're getting oh my gosh Mark <laughs> I think I thought you mentioned I think that'd be a pretty cool Batman movie Batman's retired he's married uh, you know, Catwoman or Vicky Vale or something he's, he's, he's done so he tells Michael Caine hey I'm gonna go to Italy sip tiny espressos but then he gets word. Joker just Joker's got released. And he's coming. Joker got pardoned. He's on the he's on the twelve o'clock train to Gotham. And <laughs> Robin's like, you gotta get out of town. But also, why didn't you make me the next Batman? <laughs> and it's like, well, you're brash and cocky and you know, the town the, the cops are like, hey, you're Batman. Like we, we don't help you. We're the cops, we're not Batman. Yeah. You're the superhero. Yeah, or they resent him. Yeah. You know? Hey, you cleaned up. You cleaned up the town. They defunded the police because we they got Batman. Guy. Yeah, yeah, they defunded. Uh, that'd be a great Batman movie. That would be a good Batman. Movie. Bring back Michael Key, old man Michael Key. Oh, that'd is, be good. Yeah, Batman, and they call it, um, you know, high. high you, know, you mix Dark Knight in there. The high noon, Dark Knight. You know, look, I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a movie man. <laughs> I did see when this movie came out. Uh, one reviewer or other people who were making this comparison called this High Moon. And I think they should have just gone with that as the title. They should have went with High Moon. Yeah. High Noon, High Moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the title Outland really has 
no bearing. All, yeah, also no fans. At, at all. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you need to see High Noon to enjoy this? No, I don't think so. No. They stand on their own. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you want to com- compare them, I mean, uh, the, the similarities are there when you get to them, and it's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you need to see High Noon to enjoy this. Yeah. The Doctor character's fantastic, though, right? Yeah. She was so cool. I like Lazarus, yeah. She was great. Yeah. Very charismatic and... And just, I mean... Good presence. Having a character for just Sean Connery to play off of. Yeah. yeah. And, and add a little you know, humor, a little levity to yeah. the, the, the film. I just like that. I like that little bit when, when he's taken... He comes back to, to pick up his report on people that died, you know, and then, well, what about the last six months? And she's like... Got it. I got initiative and like throws it. I just that line. Yeah. I got initiative and throws it. <laughs> when they have their first back and forth, he, I forget the exact line, but he just goes, "I'll come back here. I'll kick your ass." And that's cop humor. <laughs> or something along those lines. Yeah, Marshall joke. Yeah, that's, that's a Marshall joke. <laughs> um, we we yeah we haven't bust out a lot of Connery impressions, but uh, you can't help but <laughs> recount lines without going into John Connery. <laughs> Um, alright you've seen both these movies both are streaming both are available to you you have the hanger to watch one which one are you grabbing first I'm going high noon first yeah. they're almost to be almost to choose chaos I almost want to go Outland Outland is not the better movie but because it has the thriller elements because it has this cop element there's more action in it part of me almost wants to say Outland but it's high noon yeah yeah I, I mean, I liked them both. High Noon was just a masterpiece, though. It really was. Yeah. And, and, and though I, I, I enjoyed Outland quite a bit, but... Yeah. And, and you say those 20 minutes by going with High Noon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, finally, Outland, did we need it? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, that was the time of the, the space movie, right? Yeah, I... In a time, especially, I mean, the whole reason we do this show is the idea that I, I, I think we came up with this when we were trying to kick around ideas, and the the concept that people go, all remakes are bad, all sequels are bad, Hollywood's out of ideas. And I think a lot of times we do a sequel, I say, why don't you just change it up? So they did a remake, and they said, yeah, but it's not a remake, it's set in space. I think that's a really cool thing to do. Yeah. And I think more... Yeah, don't remake To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird in Space? I might check that out. I mean, we did the non we did the non remake uh Disturbia. Yes. Disturbia in Space? D- <laughs> Disturbia in Space, yeah. That would have been some shit. Oh man. Other hitch Birds in Space. Oh man. Hey, don't remake birds? But birds in space. <laughs> on Jupiter, on Jupiter's moon? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just... I One think sixth gravity. Those <laughs> birds are getting crazy. Yeah, it's... Oh, man. It, I mean, one sixth of gravity, a couple crows could take you off your feet. I mean... They just pull you in the birds air. birds could fly, what if humans could kind of fly? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's on the poster. That's the tagline. <laughs> if birds could fly, what if humans could kind of fly? <laughs> Space birds this summer. Yeah, I, I just think it's an interesting... You know, a lot of people say, don't they dare remake this movie. Set in space. 
Yeah. Now it's different, but you know, a couple film uh, intellects like ours, us, we can watch and say, "Hmm, I see what they did here." <laughs> but for the layman's, they just saw Jaws in space. They didn't even realize it was Jaws in space. <laughs> but you and I, we go, "Oh, I see what they did here." Yeah, yeah this is Jaws. But I see the similarities in Jupiter. <laughs> Gonna need a bigger spaceship. Yeah. Oh, you see, that was a. Oh, I picked up on that. That, that was a callback. <laughs> yeah, I'll win. I. But that being said, uh, yeah, or yeah, I was cool. I I really enjoyed it. It I, was cool. I know, it was. Put that in one of those. Is it a cult classic? I don't know. I I think met, it's it's an underrated film. I don't know if it's a definitely cult classic. There. It's definitely underrated, and it's always a treat to see Peter Boyle do something other than. Uh, Frankenstein and everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, Ray's dad. Anytime you see him and it's not Ray's dad, it's always fun. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely one I, I'll watch it again. I hope they release this on like some, you know, cool boutique label with a bunch of like special features. I want to see the special features. Yeah. I want to see, uh, I want to see the making of Outland and hear Sean Connery, um, one say he's never heard of High Noon and doesn't know who Gary Cooper is. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> when he was the director talking about the, the inspiration from High Noon and then Chuck Harris is like, don't know. <laughs> Why'd you make Outland? Because High Noon was the most un-American movie I've ever seen. Yeah. You're Scottish. Shrugs. Yeah. <laughs> That's just your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If you have thoughts on Outland or High Noon or, or other movies, this was a hard thing to Google. What movies are... Also, remakes, but not quite remakes of classic films. That's what I want. To, I want to find other Outlands. They must exist. Yeah. Uh, if you have, if you know them, you can email us at dbtgpod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, dbtgpod, or on Facebook, uh, same place. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Pod, Spotify, all those places. You can find us. Um, yeah, rate, review, share with a friend, watch Outland. Um, yeah. So we're back. We haven't picked a movie for uh, next week, but we'll, we'll we'll come up with something. Maybe another reimagining. Maybe another space movie. Maybe another western. I don't know. Uh, till next week, don't be that guy. Guide to sequel and remakes. They can't hear you scream in space. <laughs> oh shit! Wrong movie. <laughs> when a person exposes himself to zero pressure atmosphere, there isn't a whole lot left to inspect.